Hey, it's Pat. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. In case you're not familiar with me, I've been helping people retire for over 20 years now, author of the book, Save Your Retirement, and host of the Save Your Retirement radio show. Our goal with this show is to provide you with valuable and timely information to help you plan your retirement, or if you're already retired, help you make the most of it. Ultimately, we want to help you use your money to accomplish your goals and dreams and to help you avoid any stress and fear with your finances and instead replace those with confidence and peace of mind. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe so you won't miss future episodes. Also, if you'd like to give us a great rating, it would mean so much to us and it helps get the word out so we can share this valuable information with others. Thank you so much. And now here's this week's episode. This radio show is a paid placement. You've read his books. You see him on television. You follow him on social media. And you can listen to him talk about life and retirement right here, right now. He is Pat Struby, and this is Save Your Retirement, presented by Preservation Specialists. The fourth quarter's here, and it is time for savvy strategic investors like you to take action. Creating that tax-efficient, inflation-adjusted income strategy now can help you stay ahead of the game later. And that is our topic today. We're so glad you're here with us on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. And Pat, it's hard to believe that we have to start talking about preparing for 2023. I have to really <laughs> think about the, that. That's a tough one, right? Oh, my gosh. I don't know about you, but the older I get, the faster every week goes, the faster every mm. month goes, the faster every year goes. And it's crazy to when you get to the end of a month and then when you get to the end of a year, it is absolutely just shocking. Yeah, it's just it's trying to reprogram your brain to think about this different year. But let's just jump into it and start talking about it. We have to start getting ready for 2023. So tell me, Pat, in the fourth quarter of the year, what's all on your year-end checklist to help your clients get ready for the next year? Oh, man. Well, um, there's a lot, Yeah. right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when you're thinking of, you know, certainly we all have kind of that cadence of the time frame of when we need to do things for our finances. Um, And I think for for many of us, a lot of things, a lot of bills are monthly, right? So we each have our own style of of how to handle that. If you're still working, you know, depends on how your employer does your paychecks or deposits or whatever. Um, That's a transition, by the way, when you retire, a lot of people go from getting paid every other week to once a month, you know, as you're taking your income. So that's important as you think about that. And so now we're kind of broadening that out and talking about the year, right? So there's some pretty big things that come in the end of the year, Jen. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, there's things such as, you know, health insurance and Medicare. And there's a lot of things tax-wise. I, I don't know if you wanted me to just start kind of rapid firing into those or if you wanted to talk more bigger picture first. Yeah, no, I, I think definitely talking about some of those tax deadlines and just some of the opportunities to think about is a great place to start because I think that's on a lot of people's minds right now. Yeah, I totally agree. And so I'll take a step back and say that, you know, we've always felt like planning and being proactive about your taxes really gives you more control over your taxes. And that's a really important thing because as you transition from your working years into your retirement years, most people don't realize just how much control they can take over their taxes. So this is, it's a great opportunity. A lot of that comes from year in planning. And if I, you know, can talk bigger picture, we have, we've brought to speak to our clients over the years, um, David McKnight, the author of The Power of Zero, 
uh, which is a very powerful concept. The, the goal, uh, which is a dream for many of us to get to the 0% tax bracket in <laughs> retirement. pretty darn good, yeah. Pretty amazing. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily, even if you can't get to 0%, uh, if, let's say if, if we could get you from 22% to 12%, that's a pretty awesome change to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then more recently, we brought um, David Walker in, who is the, uh, essentially the, the head CPA for, for America for a long time. And uh, both of them have just talked about where we stand as a country, the massive debt we've accumulated, the concerns about, you know, if interest rates are higher, the cost of that debt, and the fact that every single expert agrees that tax rates are going to have to go up. It's the only possible solution or the only thing that is combined with other solutions. It's always increased taxes. So mm-hmm. with that in mind, tax planning year-end is critical. One of the things we're talking about with many of our clients is do Roth conversions make sense? So you have money in a 401k or a regular IRA. Do you have an appetite for it? Do you have a willingness to convert some of that to a Roth IRA? So the bad news is if you do that, you have to pay taxes on what you switch over this year. But the good news is then all the growth and withdrawals, generally speaking, uh, consult your tax advisor for details. <laughs> right. uh, generally speaking, everything's going to be tax-free after that. And that could be a tremendous benefit over the long haul. But of course, there's no cookie-cutter approach for that, right, Jen? So we have to have those conversations. Right. So that would be one of the first ones that I would say as we're looking at taking more control over your taxes. And of course, those have to be processed and completed by year-end, by December 31st. So that's one important example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, but I do think it's important for us to keep in mind, though, Pat, when we're talking about things like taxes, just a quick side note. We've talked about this before. So many times when it comes to taxes, we think of things in terms of those tax year deadlines. You think about April 15th as your filing deadline, or you think about getting things done by December 31st. But really, we do want to look at tax planning in the broader scheme, not just being tied to these these little deadlines for tax preparation when we're looking in the rearview mirror. But I think that's kind of where we're going with this, Pat, when we're when we're looking at some of these other opportunities, right? Just that tax prep versus tax planning conversation. It's such a good point, Jen. Thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, I mean, we all, of course, would love to pay less on our income taxes for this year. And that's what most tax preparers, most CPAs, that's what they're focused on. That's what their job is. And that's important. Uh, it's, we're certainly not saying it's not. But what we want to look at and where our team comes in is how do we strategize now to reduce those tax bills in the future? And it could be next year or maybe five or 10 or 15 years from now. Of course, it depends on how old you are right now. Mm-hmm. But that could be, even if tax rates don't change, that could be incredibly valuable. And we've seen you know, projections where uh, if we take the steps as part of the plan, it could save someone tens or even hundreds of thousands of dollars over their lifetime, uh, which is on one part very exciting, on one part very sad that that's how much we have to pay in income taxes. (laughs) Um, But the other thing is that, you know, that's something that I just want to, you know, remind the listeners what I started with, which is you probably have far more control over your taxes in retirement than you have any idea about. And that's because Mm -hmm. most people don't talk about that. You know, the news doesn't talk about that. They're talking about the stock market crashing or going way up or whatever. There's no excitement of, oh, if you make some smart tax decisions, you can pay a lot more down the road. And so those are the things that we have a lot more control over. And that's why we want to make sure we're talking with people about that. And that's one thing I would certainly say to our listeners today. It's why we offer a no cost, no obligation tax analysis for listeners of the show. This is a chance for us to take a look at where you stand with where your assets are held right now, what those taxes are going to look like through your retirement. And then is there anything you can do to improve that? Are there any ideas or strategies that might be able to reduce that tax bill or give you more tax control down the road? There's no cost and no obligation for listeners of the show. To take advantage, just call 803-9-RETIRE. That number again is 
1-800-273-9899. Retire. And if it's helpful for you to hear the numbers as you're punching that into your phone, 803-973-8473. Or as Pat said, an easy way to remember that is 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. And Pat, taxes, clearly a big part of our year-end checklist, something that we want to be thinking about. Something else that goes on that year-end checklist, not for everybody, but for people who are 72 and over, they need to make sure they've taken their required minimum distributions this year. So let's talk a little bit about what that is and who needs to be thinking about that as an item on their year-end checklist. Yeah, so uh, if anyone's listening and they're thinking, well, I haven't heard of this rule. Well, what it was for the longest time was when you turned 70 and a half, which I always said that was just a really dumb rule. I mean, <laughs> <Half> seriously. <birthdays. laughs> and were there two people at the IRS that were arguing over this over 70 or 71? Let's split it in half. I mean, it was so ridiculous. It's a bit so silly. Yep. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I'm glad they changed it to 72 uh, a year or so ago. So, yeah, if you have, again, tax deferred accounts such as a 401k or a traditional IRA, the year you turn 72, you got to start taking your required distributions. Now, generally speaking, that distribution is required by December 31st. But of course, since this is the IRS, it can't be that simple. <laughs> the first year that you take it, you can defer that to the following April. However, you cannot Ugh. do that after that. So one of the things we always say is it's very unusual for someone to want to take two of those in the same year. Mm-hmm. So for the most of us, we're just going to go ahead and start taking it that year. And I'll tell you what, Jen, it's very common. You know, you don't have to be rich to have your money you know, diversified and have maybe two or three or four of these retirement accounts. And when you reach 72 years old, you start getting letters in saying, you got to take this, you got to take that. Or maybe one of them sends a letter in January, the other one sends it in November. I am just floored sometimes that people deal with all that stuff by themselves and they mm. don't have you know, a tax planner or a financial right. planner to help them with it because it really can be very confusing and very stressful. And the penalties are huge if you yeah. don't do this correctly. So it, it really is an important topic. We want to make sure everyone understands how this works. We want to make sure they get done properly. Yeah, it, it is so important because let's talk a little bit again about what some of those penalties are if we don't get this right. Because, Pat, I can't think of anything that we'd like less than to have more of our savings eaten into by things like penalties that are totally unnecessary. I mean, just just think about how how quickly that would eat into your retirement money if you're being penalized on top of on top of everything else. Yeah, I mean, it's actually unbelievable now. They've talked about changing this because because it's kind of an insane rule. But right yeah. now, if you don't take that required distribution, the penalty is 50%. That's not one five. That is five zero. Five zero. It is unbelievable. And I thought where I thought you were going to go with that, Jen, is the last thing we want is penalties. But even worse than that is penalties where you're writing the check to the IRS. Ugh, well, who, yeah. Who wants, who wants to do that? <laughs> that I mean, injury, right? Yeah. So, so, yeah, that's an absolutely critical thing to do. That's one of the things. The reason, One of the reasons we don't handle just transactions, Jen, we're comprehensive planners for our clients because we want to make sure we're helping them in all the areas, not just trying to get a good return on investments. And that includes taking that stress off of their shoulders of figuring out these required distributions and actually helping them make sure they all get done properly. And going back to, Pat, some of these items on our our year-end checklist, if we are working with somebody and they haven't started having these conversations with us, they haven't started talking to us about our financial tactics for 2023 or getting together for a strategy session or thinking about our RMDs or taxes, what should we do? 
Well, I think the thing there, Jen, is just to understand, of course, what type of plan do you have? You know, what type of advisor are you working with? Are you working with an investment advisor that's just trying to make, you know, a good return for you, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's just understanding the limitations that they're not going to be helping you plan for next year. They're not going to be helping you figure out when you go from private health insurance to Medicare or uh, if you're trying to save on taxes this year, dealing with charitable contributions and getting those done by year end, they're going to be just looking at your investment accounts. So what type of relationship do you have and what Mm -hmm. kind do you want? And we made a decision years ago, while we enjoy investment planning, we just feel like it's just one piece of a cohesive, comprehensive plan. And we love tying those things together and making sure they work together um, so they build on each other. And so that's the type of approach we use. We call our plans a custom-built retirement plan. If you don't have one, the first step to getting one is our five-step retirement review, which we'll do at no cost and no obligation for listeners of the show. To get started, just call 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, no cost, no obligation. The number to get started is 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. That number again, 803-9-RETIRE. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. To schedule a visit for your own customized five-step retirement review, call right now, 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Hi, this is John Farley. For the past 12 years, you've seen me on TV. But before becoming a meteorologist, my first degree was actually in finance. My parents, like a lot of people, didn't know much about the financial world. As a result, they got exploited by some not-so-honest folks. That's why finance has always been a passion of mine. And for the last six years, I've been working with the team at Preservation Specialists to help people just like you plan for your retirement. What I love about Preservation Specialists is that we are locally owned and fiercely independent. That means we simply work for you. If that's what you want in a financial advisor, then give us a call now at 803-9-RETIRE. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Don't make the same mistakes my parents did. Work with an advisor who can help get you to and through retirement successfully. 803-9-RETIRE. Securities offered through Arcadios Capital Member, FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Arcadios Wealth. Preservation Specialists and Arcadios are not affiliated through any ownership. Have a question for Pat? Here's an easy new way to ask. Click on the radio tab at retirewithpat.com and record your question directly on the website. That's retirewithpat.com and click on radio. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Pat is the founder of Preservation Specialists and he is the author of the books Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret. And Pat, we talk about retirement on this show each and every week and It's just important for our listeners and everyone who is approaching retirement to recognize that we don't really think about this the same way as we used to. It it, it used to be the finish line. It used to be kind of the final (laughs) stage, right? And that's kind of how we viewed it. But that's not really how we approach this anymore. And it's really an all new phase of life. And one way that we describe this is how it unfolds in stages. I mean, that's kind of how you view this now too, right? It is. And I think, Jen, this is one of those places where I realize what a huge dork I am. Because (laughs) to me, what's fascinating is retirement planning is an extremely young 
concept, you know? Yes. I mean, the, I, the people didn't talk about retirement until the last 100 years. And then for most of that time, uh, most people were just retiring off of Social Security or a pension or something like that. They weren't thinking about all the things we talk about now and making sure you don't run out of money and all those kinds of things uh, because people just worked until they couldn't or you know mm -hmm. they had this other income that was kind of like the income they had before. Well, you know, any of us that does this for a living, we're thinking about, you know, a million different things about, you know, how do you generate the income? How do you have the nest egg to create that income, the taxes, and how do you protect your assets and all those kinds of things? So yeah, this idea of retirement has evolved and changed a lot, even in the last decade or two. And so right. yes, we like to talk about, for most people, retirement is going to look like three stages. And we like to call them, they're very easy to remember by the names. We have the go-go years is the first one. <laughs> and then I love the second one is the slow-go years. Yep. And then we used to call the last one the no-go years, but the people have <laughs> joked and said, it's actually the I don't want to go don't years. Wanna do it. Right. <laughs> so, so it's good to just be thinking about those. I think it's a good kind of starter for us to kind of discuss this idea and why, and why it even matters. Yeah. And, and that is such a great description of this because again, you go through these different phases of your life and, and it's because retirement lasts so long. I like that you explain kind of the background of where retirement as a concept and then retirement planning as a concept, how this is still relatively new. And retirements, you think 30, 40, 50 years ago, people weren't retiring for 30 years. They were retiring for a much shorter period of time. But because people are living longer today, we've got such active lifestyles. It really has changed that conversation about preparing for retirement. So let's talk a little bit about the go-go years, because I think that's what everybody looks the most forward to, right? <laughs> when, when we're thinking about, we're still young enough to enjoy this time, but we no longer have to go to work every day. So then we've got more time to spend. How important is it to know what you want to do with your time before you actually retire? Well, I mean, that's certainly the most important thing, Jen. You know, when we're trying to figure out how to provide someone with a successful retirement so they can truly enjoy themselves, mm -hmm. we can't do that starting with numbers. We have to do that by actually sitting down and talking about what do you want your retirement to look like? And that's where this idea of these three stages makes complete sense. And, you know, we all have different things we want to do in our retirements, but I don't think I've ever had anyone say, no, that's not what my retirement's going to look like. Because, of course, we don't know, right? But we certainly think you're going to want to go and go and go. But at some point, you're not going to want to do that anymore, yeah, right? Yeah. And that's okay. You know, that's that's just the, the way life is. So we want to have a conversation about what do you want those go-go years to look like? And, and you're exactly right. It's a very natural sequence. Even if you have lived your life and done a lot of things that you love and that you like to do, most of us, there's some kind of delayed gratification at retirement, right? We've put some things off. Maybe that's for financial reasons. Maybe that's for time. Maybe that's for you know, uh, you're waiting on your spouse to retire. There's so many different things that go into that. But for a lot of us, this could be bucket list type stuff. You know, it could be the trip to Hawaii or Europe that you've always dreamed hmm. of that you've never done. It could right. be visiting family. It could be traveling with family. Or it could just be not having to watch your budget as much as you live your daily life and do things that you want to do. So those are the things where the reason that our planners talk that through with the people they're helping is because they want to make absolutely sure that they've really thought through, you know, how much spending they're, they're going to be doing. And so mm -hmm. that, to make sure they're not going to run out of money in retirement. Well, and you think about, Pat, just what your day-to-day -day life looks like during your working years. When I am 
at work all day. Now I know I can still get on Amazon from time to time. I can still <laughs> find ways to spend money while I'm at work, <laughs> while yeah. I'm working. But my spending and the the shopping and and going out to eat and all the fun stuff I tend to do more of that on the weekends. That's when I have time mm. to go out and spend money. And you think about that transition where you go from working every day to then having those days where you want to do whatever you want. Saturdays can be kind of expensive. When it's Saturday every day, that's kind of a big <laughs> adjustment to make. And that's where you can see why it gets real important to make sure you have a good handle on the money. It's a great point, Jen. And by the way, it's human nature to want simple answers to complicated questions, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, one of the things that's in the financial media is that the average replacement income you need in retirement is 80%. Maybe you've heard that before. And for some people, that could be exactly right. For other people, it's complete garbage because we always talk about there's no such thing as a cookie cutter approach to retirement. We have some people that make a huge income and they want a simple lifestyle in retirement. So it's way less than 80%. We have other people where it's 100% or more because of the exact reason you just mentioned, Jen. We all have different things we want to be doing in retirement. So especially when we're looking at your go-go years, we want to be thinking about what do you want to be doing? What's it going to cost? And then how do we get you there? And that's all about having what we think is the most important thing about retirement is having a written retirement income plan. If you don't have one, or if you're not sure, or if you have one that's out of date, we urge you to give us a call at 803-9-RETIRE. We'll take a look at your current income plan, or we'll help you put together your complimentary initial income plan to help you see kind of where you stand right now and see if you're going to be able to support the retirement of your dreams. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. And Pat, so the, the go-go years that we're talking today about the different stages of our retirement, recognizing that what we're doing with our money and just what our, our day-to-day life looks like, what our spending looks like, it's going to evolve throughout retirement. So in the go-go years, those early years of retirement, we're active. Maybe we're doing the big bucket list trips and all that kind of stuff. Let's talk about this second phase, the slow-go years where we're still active and hopefully healthy, maybe not just out and about traveling as much. But tell me what the slow-go years look like. What can we expect in that phase of our retirement? Yeah. So, and of course, sometimes people ask, well, what age are each of these things? And of course, that's another one that depends for everybody. But for, let's say someone retires at 65, and of course, this is purely hypothetical. Let's say they live to 95. You know, it might be, you know, 10 years in each of these areas. Of course, that might change a little bit. So this might be, you know, somewhere in your 70s, depending on your personality. But the no-go years, we're assuming in this case, you're still in pretty good health, but you've done a lot of the bucket list things. You've done the things that are more complicated, that require more effort. And I'll say that, you know, this is an example we're going through in my family. My parents are adjusting from the go-go to the slow-go right now, and they're not doing it together. So my mom wants to go-go. My dad wants to slow-go. So, <laughs> uh, you know, she's it still happens. thinking, hey, maybe we could do this big trip. And he's saying, it's just not worth it Doesn't to me anymore. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that's what's happening. And again, why are we even talking about this? Well, this, is, this has huge impact on your income planning and about how much you need to be saving and, you know, making sure that we are making smart choices with your money. Because on the one hand, we have to make sure you never, ever run out of money in retirement. But on the other other hand, you don't want to be skimping and saving needlessly if you could be actually doing more of the things on your bucket list. So we want to help you find that that middle ground. And that's why we're talking through this and, and you know, thinking through those slow go years. 
is this also where we start to get a little bit more concerned about health care costs? It seems like maybe that's becoming more of an issue. And then long-term care, we might not need it in the second stage. But is this where we're starting to plan for it uh, down the road? Yeah, that's a good point, Jen. It's one of those things when we're, you know, a lot of times someone might hire us when they're, you know, maybe in their 50s or early 60s. And when you're thinking of those higher health care costs in retirement, either for regular health care or for nursing care or something like that, it's kind of hard to picture, right? Because you may not need that for 20 or 30 years in those types of examples. Well, as you're easing into your 70s or mid-70s, that's starting to get real. Um, you're having friends or family that are your age that have passed away or needed to go to a nursing home or needed serious health care. And so now you're starting to, to look at how much is that going to cost? And do, what type of coverage do I have? How do I make sure I'm protected from that? And of course, the earlier we have plans for that, the better. Um, but that's the reason that not only do you want to build a retirement plan, but you want to have ongoing reviews and maintenance of that plan to make sure that it's up to date throughout your retirement. So, Pat, let's talk a little bit about your process, your planning process for helping people plan for all these different stages of retirement. How do we get started? Yeah, so for most people, they spend most of their working lives just working hard and trying to do what they're supposed to do, putting money in the 401k. Maybe if you own a home, you're trying to whittle that mortgage down. You're trying to, if you have credit cards, trying to reduce those or pay those off. We have all these things that we want to try and accomplish. And for most of us, life is just happening in our 30s and 40s. And then all of a sudden we say, holy cow, I got to get serious about retirement. And so that's a lot of times when people start to call us and say, hey, we need to talk. And so what we want to do is sit down with you and find out where you're at. What do you want to accomplish? And then what's your current situation? And there's zero judgment about that. We've seen all kinds of financial situations. We're not here to judge anything. We want to just look at your situation and help you figure out if you're right on track or if there's any ideas that might be able to help you. And that's what we call our five-step retirement review. There is no cost and no obligation for listeners of the show. To get started, you just have to call us at 803-9-RETIRE. Again, that's an opportunity to see where you stand with no cost and no obligation. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialist. That number again, 803-9-RETIRE. We're talking today about the different stages of retirement. You'll want to make sure you leave enough in the tank to make it all the way through to the end when it comes to your retirement. Stay with us. We'll be back. You've heard Pat on radio. Now you can see him on television. Tune in Sunday mornings during the 7 o'clock news on WIS-TV, Columbia's NBC Channel 10. Hi, this is John Farley. For the past 12 years, you've seen me on TV. But before becoming a meteorologist, my first degree was actually in finance. My parents, like a lot of people, didn't know much about the financial world. As a result, they got exploited by some not-so-honest folks. That's why finance has always been a passion of mine. And for the last six years, I've been working with the team at Preservation Specialists to help people just like you plan for your retirement. What I love about Preservation Specialists is that we are locally owned and fiercely independent. That means we simply work for you. If that's what you want in a financial advisor, then give us a call now at 803-9-RETIRE. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Don't make the same mistakes my parents did. Work with an advisor who can help get you to and through retirement successfully. 803-9-RETIRE. Securities offered through Arcadios Capital Member, FINRA and SIPC Advisory Services offered through Arcadios Wealth Preservation Specialists and Arcadios are not affiliated through any ownership. Twenty twenty three will be here before you know it. 
and the team at Preservation Specialists can help you prepare for the year ahead. Call them now at 803-9-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Pat is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and he's here today talking about the different stages of your retirement. And here's why we talk about this. Retirement can last so long. It can last several decades. So it's helpful to break it down into stages when you're planning because, Pat, thinking about these different phases is a little bit more, I'm not quite sure what the right word is, but it's like it's more manageable to think about planning for this 10-year stretch and then this 10-year stretch versus a 30-year retirement. So that's kind of why we break it down into stages. So let's recap again for those who are just joining us what those different stages of retirement are. Yeah. So you start, we got the first of the three is the go-go years. That's mm-hmm. your kind of hitting your bucket list. You're younger, you're more active, you're healthier, you're doing as much as you can during those years. And then you transition to the slow-go years. And that's, uh, as it sounds, of course, you're still going, mm-hmm. but you're slower. For a lot of us, we're still going to be in pretty good health at that time, but we've done some of the biggest things we wanted to do. And we're just kind of slowing into that more laid back retirement. And then the last phase used to be called the, always the no-go years, but I, I do like people kind of laugh about the idea of being called the don't want to go years. So that would be, those would be the quick recap of the three. Yeah. So we've covered a little bit about the go-go years and the slow-go years. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on with those don't want to go years. Now we're talking about those later years of retirement. What's going on at this point when it comes to our finances in retirement? Yeah. And by the way, Jen, a quick story. When I was learning about these three different stages and the last one being the no-go years, I was actually just doing a update meeting with a, a longtime couple. And he at the time was about 90 and his wife was in her early 80s. And he had always been very vibrant. And I was kind of shocked when I realized he was 90 and we were talking about what they like to do. And they live in a nice neighborhood. But when you leave the neighborhood, it's kind of like a busier, you know, traffic area. And we were talking about what they like to do. He said, Pat, I just don't want to leave the neighborhood anymore. I'm just so happy just to just enjoy our home. And I thought, yeah. oh yeah, that's the don't want to go yeah, guy right it. there. So it's <laughs> a perfect it. example. Uh, but of course your, your health doesn't have to be tied in with these three stages, but it is very common that you're going to have the go-go years and be healthy. Generally, you have the slow-go years where you're slowing down and maybe having some aches and pains. The no-go years, sometimes the reason you don't want to go is because you've got too many aches and pains. You've got more serious health issues. And of course, that not only affects your lifestyle, but it affects your income and your expenses, right? Because you may have hospital stays, you Mm -hmm. may need assisted living, you may need a nursing home that could be for a few weeks, that could be permanent. So there's so many different variables. And of course, one of the things that's difficult to plan for in retirement is there's all kinds of things that used to kill us, but now we survive, but we have these difficulties, you know, getting around on our own and things like that. And so that, that can be really challenging, not only, of course, physically and mentally and emotionally, but also with dealing with your finances as well. And so that's the reason we talk about it here is to, you know, make sure we're thinking about it and planning for it, do the best we can to protect you from those additional costs down the road. Yeah, that is such a good point, Pat, when you talk about the things that used to be fatal, now certainly uh, have an impact on us, maybe they're debilitating, but we do have such good technology today and, and medicine has advanced in so many different ways, it can really extend our lives. Here's the other thing that's not the most fun conversation to have, but when it comes to some of those end-of-life decisions and you think about your legacy planning and some of that type of stuff, 
obviously those are issues that we need to have planned out and thought out sooner rather than later because none of us is guaranteed tomorrow. But talk a little bit about how you tackle some of that type of planning with your clients. Yeah, the legacy and estate planning is the fifth of the five areas of a comprehensive retirement plan. And it's also 100%, like you say, Jen, by far the hardest to talk about. Who on earth wants to talk about dying or being incapacitated or being in this horrible, you know, health situation? And if you reach the point, of course, we're not attorneys, but if you're talking to an attorney to update or create a will or trust or power of attorney or all those things, the entire conversation is about bad stuff, right? It's about, okay, now we got to talk about if you, if you die, now we got to talk about if you're in a nursing home and all those kinds of things, but we just want to make sure that you're okay and your loved ones are going to be okay. And those types of things impact both of those. And it's not just the legal documents. The rest of your finances needed to be tied in with that as well. Your beneficiaries on your accounts um, have to match what the will or the trust says. And mm-hmm. the attorneys, 99 times out of 100, they're not going to pay any attention to that. They're not going to look at that at all. All of these things, you need a quarterback kind of bringing all these things together. And of course, the sole purpose of this, the primary purpose of this is so that you can sleep well at night. You don't have to worry about it. And I've had a lot of people tell me that they hate going through the estate planning process, but they love the feeling afterwards that's done and they don't right. have to worry about it anymore. And and I'll, I will admit when Janelle and I, you know, when we were doing our estate planning, it was not fun and we didn't do it as fast as we should have. I'll just go ahead and say it. Yeah. And, but it's, it's done and we review it periodically. That's part of having a comprehensive plan. And that's just one of those things. It's, it's like eating our vegetables. We just want to make sure it happens. And the, the, the one other thing I'll add, Jen, is that most people, when they're thinking of their estate plan, they're thinking of, let's say you're married and you have kids. They're thinking about, okay, I have to decide, you know, which kids get what and what goes to the grandkids. And all of that is important. And that's part of it. But don't forget you, and if you're married, do not forget your spouse, because yeah. part of estate planning is for you, you know, if you don't pass away, but if you have health problems, and a big part of it is to protect your spouse. Because most families, if one of the spouses passes away, of course, that is one of the biggest and hardest things that you have to deal with in your entire life. But on top of that, it has enormous ramifications for your finances. It changes mm-hmm. the income, it changes right. the expenses, changes the titling on everything. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And we have had numerous people hire us primarily or exclusively because they want to have someone in case something happens to the person who handles the finances. Um, so there's just it's just one of those things where you just want to be as thorough as you possibly can. And you know we probably don't talk about the estate plan enough, but that's one of those areas of the five-step re- review that we offer to our listeners at no cost and no obligation. Do you know if your estate plan's in order? Uh, it's one of the things we'll give you a full review of in that five-step retirement review. To take advantage of that, call us at 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, a comprehensive five-step retirement review at no cost and no obligation. Call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. I'll give you that number again if it's helpful to hear the actual numbers as you're punching that into your phone, 803 803- 973-8473 or as Pat said an easy way to remember that is 803-9-RETIRE. We've been talking today about the three stages of your retirement and of course the big challenge Pat the big unknown is we don't know how long we'll actually live in retirement and it's great to have this conversation about having a full and and long retirement but talk a little bit about how we can help make sure our money will last as long as we do because those three stages could be stretched out over closer to four decades in in some cases i mean we, we could be here for a long time so how do we make sure the money will last 
Yeah. How do we make sure our money lasts in retirement? Ultimately, that's what we all worry about the most, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is one of the biggest questions to ask. So the very first starting point is that discussion of what do you even want to do in retirement so we know how much you want to spend. Then we go back, we look at what are all the things you've built up during your working years. And don't forget, that's not just your 401k. That's also your social security benefits and things like that. So one of the kind of funny named terms that I really like, it's called the GRIP. That stands, G-R-I-P stands for Guaranteed Retirement Income Percentage. So a quick example, let's say you want to retire and you want to have $5,000 a month. That's going to give you the lifestyle that you want in retirement. And let's say you've got social security and a pension that's going to pay $4,000 a month. Mm -hmm. Well, 4,000 divided by 5,000 is 80%. That's a pretty darn good guaranteed retirement income percentage. But let's say someone else needs $8,000 a month and they only have 2000 of guaranteed income. That's only 25%. So they have a big gap there. So what do we do with that gap? And that's where we look at all the different ways you can create income in retirement. If you want something with a guarantee after Social Security and after a pension, um, there's not a lot of options out there. And one yeah. of the examples would be having an annuity that has a lifetime income guarantee to it. And of course, that doesn't fit for everybody, but it's an example of how almost some people would call it kind of creating a personal pension. And so you're using a chunk of your nest egg to kind of turn it into income that you don't have to worry about outliving. So that's just one example of one of the ways we would solve that problem. There's a lot of different ways to create that income in retirement. And it's a good example of how to, how to address that issue. And Pat, let's just talk real quickly about, as we talk about this challenge of you're not quite sure exactly how long you'll live in retirement, for a lot of people, they do want to make sure they get that opportunity to enjoy this time, but they also don't want to worry about enjoying it too much to where then they don't have the money that they need a little bit later on for some of those things like, like health care and long-term care. Just talk about how you help structure our spending plans for retirement so we have the freedom to spend that money the way we want to during our go-go years, but still have what we need later on during those don't-want-to-go years. Well, Jen, to us, this is where a custom-built retirement income plan can change your life. Mm -hmm. uh, and what I mean by that is retirement planning can be messed up so many different ways. Think of somebody who's just oversimplifying and says, hey, just figure out how much you want to spend in retirement and plan on that forever. And let's say they don't even take inflation into account. Well, you're going to lose spending power over time, and that money is going to become worth less and less, and you're not going to have the retirement that you expected to. On the other hand, what if someone says, okay, we need to increase your income for the rest of your life by 3 or 4%. And now you're going without early on because you're delaying all this income down the road. But one of the interesting things, Jen, is when, when you think of the three stages, you might actually be spending a lot less in that middle stage, right? Because mm -hmm. you're not doing the go-go stuff anymore. It may be a lot less expensive. And so neither of those is a good thing. You know, what if you get to the middle of your retirement, you've been retired 10 or 15 years, and you've got a big pile of money, but you didn't do any of the things that you wanted to do. That doesn't mm -hmm. make any sense either. Right. So we want to make sure a custom-built retirement income plan is going to do everything it can to help make sure you never run out of money and that you're never broke. But at the same time, you're not just squirreling away money and never using it. You're actually being able to do the things you want to do and live the retirement that you wanted. That's the absolute goal. And that's what our clients are looking for. And that's what we're trying to build for them. Let's talk a little bit about how we get started on that, Pat, that whole idea of that comprehensive plan. Walk us through the process for getting started on that today. Yeah, of course, you know, to get started with something like that, 
we need information. So before we get to any numbers or anything like that, we've got to sit down and talk with you about what do you want your retirement to be like? There's no cookie cutter approach with us. We want to know what do you want to do? And then we'll, we'll work together to figure out what that's going to cost. Then we get to all the stuff, the financial junk drawer, the retirement plans, the insurance policies, social security, all that stuff. And then what we do is we come back to you and we give you a preliminary retirement income plan. There's no cost and no obligation for listeners of our show. That's going to let you see where you stand right now, where you're heading, and also give you some tips and suggestions of where to go from there. To get started, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, that full five-step retirement review at no cost and no obligation. Call now at 803-9-RETIRE. We have more coming up on Save Your Retirement, but now it's time for today's Medicare Minute with author and Medicare expert, Tim Hanbury. People ask me, should I stay on my employer's plan or go to Medicare at age 65? My answer is, it depends. Medicare is not a one-size-fits-all program. However, if you're going to stay on your employer's plan, here's what you need to know. If you work for a company with less than 20 employees, then you need to sign up for both Medicare Parts A and B because your employer's plan will consider you on Medicare at 65 and only pay the 20% that Medicare doesn't, even if you don't have it. Another one is if you contribute to a health savings account. You can continue to do this after 65, but don't sign up for any part of Medicare. If you sign up for Part A, like everybody tells you to do, then the IRS will disallow your contribution and tax you on it as income. And lastly, if you're going to retire at age 65, don't take COBRA coverage because Medicare doesn't consider this valid coverage. You'll be hit with late penalties and delays when you do sign up for Medicare. So please take some time to understand your Medicare options. Medicare, properly designed, will be the best insurance you ever had. Visit Tim's website, MedicareBlueprint.com, to download a free copy of his book. Or if you would like to talk with Tim, call 803-9-RETIRE to schedule a consultation. You can schedule a free 15-minute phone consultation with the team at Preservation Specialists right now. Call 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Pat is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and he knows very well That for everybody heading into retirement, there are so many big decisions that you have to weigh. And we like to take one of those big decisions. Some are very serious. Some are a little bit more silly. We dive into the pros and cons. This is retirement, yay or nay. And I'm very excited about this week's topic, Pat, and our retirement, yay or nay, because it is living on a cruise ship in retirement. Or not. Some people might not want to. That is our yay or nay. That is very unique, Jen. Yeah, yeah. Very unique. Well, and here's here's how all this came about, because there is a couple. Um, they're from Seattle, so they're not from around here. They're not close. But Angeline and Richard Burke of Seattle planned to do just this, and they were featured on a couple of different travel blogs and retirement blogs. And so this couple, they've done the math for what they can afford to spend each day in retirement. Now, they broke this down- okay. Per day. I don't know. Is that a pretty unique approach? I've never heard you talk about that, where you're like figuring out what you could spend per day in retirement. No, I, th- I think maybe I'm, I'm going to be learning a new it's retirement strategy from, yeah. from these two. Yeah. 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 Okay. Tell me more. So, so their budget, <laughs> they said, is about $100 to $135 per day. So for 2022, they booked 86 cruise days. 
And those would cost about $89 per day for both of them. And think about this. It includes their room, food, entertainment, transportation, gratuity, port fees, taxes. So they say, hey, that's within the budget. And then they try to stick with the same cruise lines. So then they Mm. get loyalty discounts. But kind of an interesting approach here. So, Pat, I mean, they've crunched the numbers. And for them, it makes sense to spend a big part of their year cruising. I don't know. I feel like we're we're all fools because <laughs> we're not doing this, right? right. I mean, uh, I mean, I could be cruising right now and you know recording the show from with the Wi-Fi or something yeah. like that. Like, why I didn't mean, they do that? With technology, we <laughs> yeah. we could totally do this. So fascinating. Let's, yes, it's a very interesting thing. It's a bit novel, and you know, this isn't the first time I've heard of it because there was actually a woman who had a book a few years ago, and she I think the title of it was something like homeless but you should see my yacht or or something along those lines because she lived on a a cruise during uh, her retirement after her husband died and she was lonely and she could go meet other people and always be surrounded by other people and that's the lifestyle that she adopted so it's it's kind of interesting that this happens so now we're going to dive into the yays and nays the pros and cons so uh, Angeline Burke, again, this woman from Seattle who's retiring on a cruise ship, she says the pros are obvious. Her quote is, where else can you have your resort take you to different countries while you relax by the pool or sleep in a comfortable bed? Good point. And the VP of Hotel Operations at Royal Caribbean, his name is Mark Tamas. his quote is, there's a sense of home for all of our guests, especially those that spend a majority of the year sailing on our ships. So for some of these folks, that okay. those are the good things right there. I mean, you get to see so much. You don't have to actively drive or, or travel to get to these places. And you can relax and hang out on a cruise ship. So there's the pros. I don't know. Is there any, anything else you'd add to that list? Or are you still just I would. Fascinated? Yeah. Well, first of all, I would say um, the VP of Hotel Operations of Royal Caribbean, probably not the most impartial person for I, our- I didn't say re- it was an unbiased you know, no, I just, source. I just thought I would point that out. Yes. No, I think the idea of my wife, Janelle, and I love to travel. So the idea of- the cruise ship literally taking you to all these different places. That That is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, when you think about the stress of driving to different places, even if you're just cruising, you know, along the coast of America, for example, if you, you could drive that as well. But there's a lot of stress that comes with that. There's a yeah. lot of cost, you know, wear and tear, gas, and all those types of things. The other thing that's interesting to me that wasn't mentioned that I would put pretty high up is, Jen, I know you are an excellent cook. I am not. <laughs> so the thought to me is there's a lot of food you on like the cruise. Buffet. There you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, of course, there's a downside to that, right? Yeah. If you're spending a little too much time at the buffet. But yeah, so well, those are, so I would reiterate the part about the travel. You're avoiding some of the landlocked stress of the travel. And then, yeah, I think the food would be, uh, yeah. be pretty nice perk. I'm glad you brought up the food because so okay. so now let's move on to the nays, okay. the the cons here, no thanks to cruising for retirement. I did put that on the list of nay just because it can be difficult to stay healthy with exposure mm. to other passengers and maybe sometimes not the healthiest food choices. So it can <laughs> very convenient so it's on the pros. But then also could not yeah. be so great for your cholesterol or your waistline <laughs> also. And then a couple other things to think about. You're probably going to be away from family and friends for an extended period of time. Mm. Not very many people of your loved ones would be with you. 
if you are a pet person, we're not all pet people, they will most likely not be going on your cruise. And especially, you know, in my family, we don't have cats and dogs like normal people. We have horses. They're not going to (laughs) probably cruise with us. Medical care, you know, you've got your doctor, your dentist, all of your local healthcare providers. They will not be joining you, most likely, on your cruise. So those are some of the other things to think about as well, as far as the the downside to this. Yeah, those are really interesting, Jen. It reminds me, actually, of my parents right now. Um, They live in um, Somerville, you know, out in the Charleston suburbs. And so a couple, maybe less than two hours from, from where my family lives. And during COVID, they bought... A cabin on a lake um, near the North Carolina border on Lake Bowen. So it's a few hours away. And suddenly, uh, my wife and two girls and I don't go down to Somerville as, to mm. visit them as much as we used to because mm-hmm. now we just go see them at the lake, right? right? And it's interesting because now there's this discussion of, well, do we keep both homes or do we find something closer to here? And yeah. the constant discussion of, well, when are you going to be back? And like, well, we're, you know, we're missing seeing our friends back home or, the, you know, we have these doctor's appointments or they do have a dog they're very close with. And, you know, is it stressful on the dog to do the travel mm. and things like that? So these are kind <laughs> right. of interesting right. things, not even whether it's cruising or vacationing, you know, just regular vacations or having a, a vacation home. I mean, yeah. I think those are really interesting insights to be thinking about because I think, Jen, a lot of us have these kind of idealized ideas of what retirement is. But, of course, nothing's perfect. Right. And so it's really valuable to be thinking through, you know, what are the pros and cons and of course if you're married you know figuring out yeah. how to match match you know what you each like can be challenging but right. it's good good to talk those things out right but you're right sometimes we do make some of these decisions and it's almost in this little bubble where everybody will I can go away for a couple years but everybody will stay the same when I come back which isn't true the kid the grandkids will keep growing <laughs> up um, you might think oh I won't get sick but that's not guaranteed either I mean so there's just a lot of real world factors that we want to think about now cruisepassenger.com they had a couple of tips before you set sail on a cruise ship Side note, they also had tips on, or they explain like what happens when there's a death at sea and how they go through all the things that happen, like what the employees of the cruise line, like they have plans in place to deal with that. That's a side note. That's a different conversation. But it was interesting (laughs) when I saw that. But they said test it out first because think about that, Pat, the difference between, hey, we went on a week-long Caribbean cruise and we loved it versus living at sea. (laughs) <laughs> it's a little different, right? Yes. yes. So long term, so so just know that's going to be different. So maybe book some back to back cruises and kind of get a good feel for that. Get your sea legs, if you will. Ha! Huh? What do you think about that? Um, <laughs> Thank you. Right. I had to make a joke. Don't forget about insurance. So that was an interesting one to me because if you get sick, you could have to deal with foreign hospitals and Mm. maybe not the exact same level of care on a cruise ship. So those are some questions to think about, making sure your coverage would cover you if you're cruising, right? I mean, that would be a big thing to think about. That's huge. And I think what we're talking about here is maybe someone in their 
60s, for example. Sure. And I think you're in an age of life where you may have more wealth than you've ever had before. And you really, one of the areas you have to focus on is protecting that. And so mm -hmm. I think making sure that you have insurance, that you're not exposed uh, if something happens. And of course, I would say someone in their 60s isn't elderly, but you're also, you know, maybe not at your peak physical condition sure. from when you were, you know, in college age or something like that. And going back to your first point about testing it out first, I think that is outstanding advice for anyone that's considering their transition from working to retirement. Yes. I mean, retiring is literally one of the biggest changes you'll ever make in your life. And um, it can be shocking, right? So how do you how do you decide, do I work full-time and then retire and never work again? Do I work part-time? And then we go through all these different things we were just talking about. Do we get a vacation home? Do we travel? Do we cruise? All those kinds of things. Probably a smart idea before mm -hmm. making an enormous life change to actually try it first. Right, so I think, right. I think that's, that's one that we can all understand as we're thinking about how we want to spend our time in retirement. Yeah, and, and here's another one. Rather than jumping all in and maybe – selling your home and deciding you are going to live somewhere else or, or you know, whether it's a vacation home or a cruise or whatever, consider renting out your home. So you can maybe go on that long-term cruise or Pat, you and I were talking during the break, maybe an extended RV trip. You don't have to sell your house. You could rent it and then there's still some potential, some income coming in that way. And then you still have a place to land after you're done adventuring. So that's just another option to throw out there as you try to kind of navigate this transitionary time of life, right? Yeah, I, I think that's a really interesting one because when you're talking about cruising for retirement, if you're literally selling your home and, and being homeless and it's having committed. to cruise 365 days a year, that's one thing versus, <laughs> you know, do you take a season of the year yeah. or do you have like breakdowns of different times of the year? And of course, some of that would have to do with the amount of family and friends you have nearby and things like that. I had mentioned to you that I have a client that sold his home and he RVs around the country. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now he has four kids in four different states. And so it actually has been conducive to him to see Getting his around. family more. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So everyone's situation is different. You might have four kids that all live within a mile of you. And that would, of course, be a different circumstance. So that, that's what's really cool about all this. It comes back to the, the idea that we custom build our retirement plans for our clients. So let's figure out what might make sense for you. Let's see how you can test it out. And then let's see if we can make the money work so you can do what you want to do. So if you want to travel for an extended period, whether it's a cruise or not, Pat, what are some of the things that you should discuss with your financial advisor first? Well, I think uh, you know we laugh with our, our clients because uh, those that have worked with financial professionals before, they're used to those people maybe trying to talk them out of buying things or spending things. And we're the opposite. We, mm. we feel like you've saved all this or you've inherited this. And the whole point is to do what you want to do with it. So what we want to try and do is help you figure out how to accomplish whatever you're trying to do. So if you want to travel for an extended period, we absolutely want you to come talk to us. Of course, our first concern is going to be the financial end. How do we make sure it fits in, you know, with your spending plans? And then the next question is, you know, what's your uh, availability as far as communication? So if there's something going on with your plans, something going on with your investments, tax strategy, all those kinds of things, we just want to make sure that we can keep those lines of communication open. Of course, 10 or 20 years ago, that might have been a lot more difficult. Now, it's much more simple, right? Uh, because mo most people have cell reception or Wi-Fi or something like that. Mm -hmm. So the bottom line for us is if you're working with a financial advisor, we just want to make sure those lines of communication are open. Uh, because in, in our office, we don't just build you a plan and then kind of say farewell. We're, we're managing that and we're adjusting it over time. We need to make sure we can communicate with you. And, and of course, to build that plan, we start with our five-step retirement review, which we, we offer to all of our listeners at absolutely no cost and no obligation. 
If you haven't taken advantage of that yet, uh, if you think you could benefit, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. Again, there's no cost, no obligation to our five-step retirement review. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. You've been listening to Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Remember that number, 803-9-RETIRE. Be sure to tune in again next week for more insights from Pat. And we'll talk to you then. Securities offered through Arcadios Capital, member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Arcadios Wealth. Preservation specialists and Arcadios are not affiliated through any ownership.